In today's episode, we'll be discussing The Tomorrow War, directed by Chris McKay. Starring Chris Pratt as James Daniel Dan Forrester Jr., Yvonne Strahovski as Colonel Murray Forrester, Ryan Keery Armstrong as young Murray Forrester, J.K. Simmons as James Daniel Forrester Sr., Betty Gilpin as Emmy Forrester, Sam Richardson as Charlie, Edwin Hodge as Dorian, Jasmine Matthews as Lieutenant Hart, and Keith Powers as Major Greenwood. The film was released on July 2nd, 2021 on a budget of $200 million. Music was by Lauren Balf. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Hey, Kendrick, what's happening? We're doing a Tomorrow War today, mm-hmm. a, an Amazon streaming movie. Uh, it was just on Amazon. Uh, came out on July 2nd. Yes, it did. Uh, for the big 4th of July release. Uh, at that time, we were having a lot of, uh, still having the COVID issues, and everything wasn't completely opened up yet. Um, but it is a good movie. It no, is, it is. It is it, solid. It's a solid movie. It could have come out in theaters. Um, seen a lot of things, different things. Back when it came out, I read some reviews, watched some videos on it and stuff like that. And people were like, okay, you know, first third of it was really good. Second third of it was, yeah. And then the last third people were like, oh, they looked like they rushed it and looked like this and the other. I didn't get that. Mm -mm. I thought, you know, sitting at a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, 53% of critic score, 77%. On the audience, audience score, that yeah, sounds about right. And it and it topped the streaming charts for I think six weeks, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Very very good. Um, well, so but, it was. It was number three in watch subscription video on demand title for the week, just behind Virgin River and Manifest. The film continued to top the charts in subsequent weeks, logging 1.222 billion minutes of viewership between July 21st and 27th. Right. Holy shit. So, yeah, people were watching this movie a lot. Um, I think I saw it two and a half times. <laughs> I, I just literally just watched it. Right. Just finished it. Like right, right. Hot off the heels of it. Yeah, we were uh, kind of slacking on our movie pick for this week. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's good to be able to watch movies and have them in the can and say, hey, okay, we can do this one. But, uh, oh, real quick. In July 8th, it was reported that they were in discussions to produce a sequel to bring back director Chris McKay, the uh, screenwriter Zach Dean, and Chris Pratt, Yvonne Strahowski. Yeah. Betty Giplin. Sam Richardson, Edwin Hodge, and J.K. Simmons. Wow. Which, spoiler alert, yeah. quite a few of those people died. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I'm like, I can oh, understand right. Yvonne because of yeah. the way that, you know, time, time flows, flows in this and how they've changed the future. In this one, yeah. It's but back Edwin, the future. Edwin died at the end in yes. present day yes. with a boom, boom. Like so a big there's boom. There's no other Edwin out there. He's just, he got killed. Uh, so, it's just kind of. Yeah, I don't, I don't see how they're going to do a sequel with him involved. The director revealed that he would like to explore deeper the alien ri- 
race that was introduced in the first film. The white spikes even including their origins. Hmm. I mean, it kind of had like an alien vibe. Yeah, like it did. Kind of like like I could see how the sequel would be like Prometheus. Prometheus? Yeah, except like that. More, more. Let's just go with more. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, better. Yeah. I mean, I like Prometheus, but I did too because I'm you know we're aliens buffs. Yeah. We we you know the whole series of those movies aliens and, and predator movies will right. pretty much <laughs> gravitate towards well, so that, that's the that's the op that's the original yeah. you don't fuck with the original like, yeah exactly the, it's hard to come up with the design of an alien without bringing oh, some semblance without bringing geiger's design in right exactly you know, that, that thing is iconic that being said what they do with the aliens in these ones yeah pretty freaking solid no like, i agree I definitely got um, a mix of uh, Cloverfield and kind of like um, the Mist, those creatures from that. the Mist yeah. kind of vibe mixed yeah. together. But they were they were pretty terrifying. I mean, the stark whiteness obviously gave you the yeah. idea of the they're not from this world; they're pure alien. Exactly. But I felt because they were so there, you know, like you could see them from a distance. Like there was no mm-hmm. blending in. No, they were just there. No. Yeah. Kind of took away from what we had with Alien, where he's the blends alien's black, in, yeah. he's blends in with the shadows, the piping, exactly. like, it blends into his environment, and you never know where the fuck and he is. These aliens, aside from the queen, were just savage. Oh, they were they brutal. Were savage. The alien creatures had some intelligence. I mean, the monsters from Alien, the movie, uh-huh. had some intelligence. Even the drones right. were intelligent. Uh, these were just savage. We are. Killing everything, eating everything, and taking over. Well, they they had the moment at the beginning when they first started appearing, when they made the jump to the future, which, by the way, that way that worked was insane. (laughs) Like, when they first appeared on the soccer field, the people from the future. That was really cool. But when Chris Platt and his platoon (laughs) got sucked up into the portal, I was like, that's like what I imagine the rapture looks like just, there's a hole in the yeah, sky and they, seems your like body's turning into a spirit as you yep. go up. And, and then so. he reappears and in the wrong fucking he, spot. Yeah. They, they <laughs> fucked up. They fucked up hard. Like fucking 15 it's feet rain. above a, a, a it's roof. It's raining, man. Yeah, not a hallelujah moment. <laughs> no, it's raining people and they are getting, thank I mean, God for Miami people and their pools on roofs. The bad they been thing about it is, you know, I got, and I hope nobody else got this vibe, but I got nine eleven vibes from that. Yeah. You know, when they were people were just hitting shit when mm-hmm. they were falling. It's yeah. like, oh my gosh. It was brutal. But yeah, it was brutal. And because that's how the movie opens was right. with him dropping and then it, it cuts back to the past, gives you the the premise of what's going on. Exactly. And then about the middle of the film, well, close to the middle, right? I'd say about mm-hmm. a third in. Mm-hmm. So when we get back into that, right, and it's a lot more brutal, a lot more showing oh, people yeah. smacking against the buildings oh, and dude. falling to the ground. I'm like, God damn, Just, this is PG-13. You know, <laughs> all right. Here's here's the thing. You know, uh, we get into them. All the military people that they've sent to the future have died. Mm-hmm. All the trained military folks. Yep. So, you know, let's go back to the first part. Recap. Okay, Chris Pratt. He's a science teacher. He's a former military guy. Uh, science teacher he's vying for this position at uh, this research facility and he doesn't get it so he's like feeling terrible it's christmas time uh he's just down and everything and you know comes into the parties uh, 
Well, at the party, they're watching the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why it's in the wintertime, but hey, whatever. Anyway, they're watching the World Cup. And in the middle of the World Cup, these guys, these guys driving for an open goal. And these people from the future pop open up. this portal. Which that had and, to have been by design because they knew everybody would be watching oh, yeah. that moment yeah. in time. Yep. We have to this figure is, out yeah. how to get them all, they're all of their attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so they come out, which really isn't met with a whole lot of fanfare. Right. I mean, I think people were shocked, but I mean, if, if something like that happened in the middle of post 9 11, post all these other mm-hmm. terrorist things, there'd be shots oh, being fired. People would be freaking <laughs> yeah. the fuck out. But this is so far. Out out of this world people right. wouldn't know how to react probably it'd exactly. be just that like awe and wonder of what the yeah. fuck just happened here so they step in and they announce hey we are you we're from the future we are you know your future 30 right. years in the future this is what's going to happen we have to take you guys back to fight in the future to stop this to war. stop this war yeah well there's a caveat <laughs> You have to be over forty, right? They don't want to go for the the paradox. Yeah, yeah they have exactly. to either find people that are dead to go into the future, yes. or people that have not been born yet to come back into the past. Right? Which that was really cool how they presented that. Yeah, and that made was sense. really neat. So, like everybody that gets drafted, all these military people, obviously they're already dead in the future, so that's why they sent the military first, right? Because they were probably the first ones to die when this all started, yeah, exactly. And then they started drafting based off of. I guess people being dead in the future and yeah, like you were, I was wondering why Chris Pratt was saved for so long in the draft. He's got prior military experience. Right. He led, um, he led pretty much like just team infiltration missions. Right. So he had a lot of experience. So you're wondering like, why didn't he get picked first? Like, why wasn't he like one of the first or second round draft people to go? He's way down the line. Like this is, this is a while after the war had started sending people exactly. into the future that they finally drafted him. And like 33% of the people that went survived yeah. and they only go for seven days, Yeah, which was crazy. It's a, it's a bad survival rate. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, his wife, Chris Pratt's wife in the movie, she led like a, uh, a group therapy session with survivors mm-hmm. and they were all just all kinds of fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah. Just fucked up, man. You come back with all kinds of shit going on. And then you got the PTSD that's, Mm -hmm. you know, all I keep doing is hearing the screaming, the shrieking. Right. You know, these creatures emit this sound that is just horrible. What movie did, Reminiscence, right? That movie took a while to world build. It took a nice chunk of time. This This movie jumped feet forward, head first. first, Yeah, (laughs) and it it world built just perfectly fine. Yeah. Like, and this is this is a lesson reminiscence should took from this is you don't have to constantly expand. You just give basic information, and let people fill in the gaps as you go. Here's the thing: I think they wanted in this movie to really give the audience a sense of urgency, right? And they did that from the get go. Right. It was you know fast paced, like you said, opening up with seeing these people fall, into seeing the, them fall yeah. into that pool was like, uh, and just the chaos that pursued around it ensued around it right it was crazy uh so it gave you that pace from the get-go even though they did a little bit of you know character and world building after that it was a little slower they you know ramped it up quick you needed the juxtaposition to kind of get you involved and understand what's going on with these characters and why they're striving to do what they do right but 
the way they built and structured the story really lended itself to some like really emotional shit. Oh yeah. Like the first one that started to get me was when Chris Pratt's character um Dan went to go see his dad, which he was mm-hmm. distant from. He hadn't seen him in years, didn't want nothing to do with him. Then literally at that Christmas party, he threw away a card that his dad had sent for his his daughter. Right. right. And he said, nothing. We don't take anything from that man. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. I don't want nothing to do with him. Goes to see him once he gets drafted because they put a time bracelet on you. Something. It was right. really cool little technology. I mean, they really never did much with it other than showed it as a countdown. To no, like yeah. When you a, came back. Yeah. When you showed, tracker. you showed your yeah. health monitoring and everything. Mm-hmm. So he went and saw him. This is probably the first time he's seen him in Lord knows how long. Right. right. They never really specified to the best of my knowledge. And first of all, let's just say how fucking ripped J.K. Simmons is. Jacked J.K. That Simmons. That man is that yoked. Dude, I mean, Holy shit. It was amazing. You know, we saw video of him working, working out, out mm-hmm. and we thought it was for Justice League. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it really wasn't. It was for this movie. God, he was. Because fucking, he never showed anything in Justice he League. He's not that tall of a man. Like, I think yeah. he's breaking like 5'11, 6 foot somewhere. Yeah, probably there. so. Because Chris so. Pratt's like 6'2". Yeah. So he was a little shorter than Pratt, obviously. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck, is he a stout man. Yeah. Like, he's, he's fucking shoulders jacked, were huge. The arm, for as old as he is. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, Bravo. Definitely. The beard, everything. Like, man. Yeah. Man. Right? Looked like he belong- fit the part. You right. Know I mean? Absolutely. Um, but so the first part that really started to get emotional was their dynamic right you could tell that there was separation between them two like, oh, yeah. they didn't trust each other like that whole scene where <laughs> he chris pratt's talking to him and like really just be like you don't work you work off the grid and you you're telling me you can afford all this stuff off your income yeah. like it sounded pretty close to entrapment yeah it did and his it dad's did. drinking whiskey and he tosses the whiskey on his shirt and grabs at his shirt as if he's wearing a wire and he's like yeah. wow really you think I'm wearing a wire? He goes, well, you're coming here talking about my yeah, income. And I haven't my seen you in all this. years. And yeah. this is the first things you start bringing up. <laughs> I was like, damn. But the part, that's not the part I'm mentioning with the emotion. It's the, the reason why he left Dan yes. and his wife at the time, whoever we never see her. We, I don't even remember her name. I no, I don't remember her, his mom's name. I don't think uh, he ever got it. But he's like, I had got back from Nam and I was not the same. I was yeah. a very dangerous man. And if I would have stayed, it would have been very bad for you and your mom. Yeah. Like, I mean, in that case, it was like, okay, he did the best favor that he could have. Now, I don't understand, I don't know if he provided any kind of financial support well, or anything like that. But at you know, that point, for a child, it's not so much financial support. They want your father. Well, no. I, yeah, I get that. And but I'm talking about for even I, I, well, helping with the upbringing. Having, having that justification right from the get-go yeah. really shows that this film is about you know, parents and their children and how we perceive each other. Right. Right. So the parent may be doing what they think is best for their family and their children by leaving, but the child's never going to see it that way. Right. And no, no, no. Yeah. I agree with that. And so like that, that was like, Oh, this is what we're doing here. This is where we're going with this. Right. And then they just solidified it even more as they went. I'm not going to lie. From the point where Yvonne Stravowski's character comes in, which you find out is his, the older version of his daughter. Mm-hmm. To the point where he goes back in time was an emotional roller coaster for me. Like mm. I was just sitting there and I was like in tears for like the last fifteen minutes there together. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah. Because I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm like, man, you know, he come to find out he left his family. Dan did. 
Chris yeah, Pratt's character left on. his yeah. family to go and try to be happier because he was never happy just doing what he did. He wanted well, something more from life. And and uh, what she talked about too was it after he came back, you know, in her timeline. Yeah. After he came back from this mm-hmm. time, from you know fighting. He never was happy right. again either. Right. You know, so it was like, okay, he suffered basically the mirror of what his dad was suffering. suffering. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they, uh, him leaving and then dying in a car accident. And like the right. way she said everything, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, fuck, like that would really, really suck. But not so much from being a kid growing up and getting to see your parent again. Right. But from being a parent. And watching your kid having, like, telling you they went through that and seeing the ramification it had on them now. Like, literally, my son was taking a nap. I wanted to go grab him from his crib and give him the biggest hug in the world and be like, I'm never going anywhere. (laughs) Like, I will be here until the day I die. Yeah. Because I don't want him to ever have to go through something like that. Right, right. So, that was the kind of, the thoughts that was going through my head. And then, towards the end, when he was about to get jumped back into the future because his seven days was up. You know, he was doing everything in his power to keep his daughter alive because they were yeah. getting overrun, exactly. like hardcore overrun by these aliens because they captured the queen to develop a toxin to kill them all. Right. And they, I'm assuming there was only one queen. There was they, only one queen in the, in that time, yeah. They, they never referenced one, only one queen, period, because, you know, there's right. one queen on that sh- ship, ship later. Yeah. So, so they're trying to develop a toxin because they have a toxin to kill the males, mm-hmm. but they couldn't kill the queen. Right. So they're developing the toxin. That's her main mission. She develops it. She gives it back with, to him to take back in time so they can mass produce. But the queen wakes up and like summons all the the males and like the waves they come in. Yeah. Through the ocean was insane because they're in the middle of the ocean, like right. on an old oil rig where they keep the time yeah. jump. And it's surrounded. It's surrounded by the mil, uh, naval ships. Right. It's surrounded by walls. You know what it's that made me think of? Everything. What's that? It made me think of a mix between Attack on Titan with the walls mm-hmm. and Pacific Rim. How they tried to build those yeah. coastal walls. Yeah, exactly. And it just, just doesn't work, work, man. They, they bust work. right through instantly. Yeah. I mean, they were, you know, it seemed like, hey, on the surface, this would be a great fortification because they had guns, gunships, they had drones, drones oh, yeah, all everything. kinds of stuff protecting this thing. And it was right. like, nah, we got way, 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 way more than <laughs> right. you can handle. But, and it was a wave. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't just a wave. It, it was, was just, it was a tsunami yeah, of these things of coming at them. And it was creatures. fucking wild. Like the fact that they, this movie was made on a budget of 200 million. Right. Which is a very expensive streaming movie. Well, you know. Well, the, the, yeah. Chris Pratt. Right. Understandably. <laughs> this one should have been a theater release for me, honestly, yeah. at, at the time. I but, think, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there's certain things that I looked at with, you know some of the cgi mm-hmm. they could have fine-tuned a lot better with some of it um but you know overall yeah it definitely had the chops to be on the big screen well the scene where he jumps off the oil rig to save her as she's falling right and he's trying to reach for her to grab her before he gets sucked back sucked into back, time yeah and he's almost got her and you see just the the waves of the males on yeah. the ocean and the queen falling towards him and she's right above the queen and then he get sucked right back into right. time. I was like, fuck that. Fuck all this. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that was like, right as you showed up, I had to pause yeah. and I was like, thank God I need a break. Yeah, <laughs> I can't that was do crazy, this. Man. I need emotional minute. Yeah, no, it was a great roller coaster. I think, uh, you know, it pulls you in. It's one of those movies. I'm going to talk about my guilty pleasure movie. It's one of those movies like battle Los Angeles, you know, 
it's like, yeah, you get you get invested. You're sitting there. You're like, oh, what's going to happen next? And every t- every time I watch it, I can sit back and go, yeah, I know what's going to happen, but it's cool how it happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. really really neat. Um, but yeah, I think you know the only part that I had a little issue with is them coming back. I understand the world was kind of falling apart after they came back from their seven days, right? But for the guy, the government to immediately be like, no, we, we don't have enough money to mass produce this. We don't have enough money for this, that, and the other, right. you know, to do this. Dude, you can save everybody and the future if you just do this one thing. Well, to be fair, they were dealing with immense amount of riots because the, yeah. the future stopped communicating at that point. Right. The, the, the time jump contraption had been destroyed on the oil rig. Like everything yeah. went. So their dark, ability yeah. to communicate, it was over. It right. was done. All the people that came back from the future that were younger or stuck. Stuck. Yeah. They have no idea what's going on. Everybody's rioting because that that's it. They literally the world is in. It's like any movie where the world ends, people start to riot because right. they don't know what to do. They're all freaking out. Like our time their time is limited at that point. This is it. It's over. It's done. Right. So I understand the world government's like, hold on, we gotta deal with this first. We don't even know for certain where these things are, if, if you're even here, correct. Yeah. Like we True. We don't have the ability to handle this at the moment. Right. So they just go and do it themselves. Right. And that was, that was, I could see how it was like a tonal shift, you know, from being a fight for survival to taking the fight to them all in the same movie. Like Mm -hmm. there was a lot of shifts in this movie. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think it was boring by any means or it was different than what you had already seen to the point of it doesn't fit. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't think it was at all boring and i don't think it was at all too derivative from you know much other uh movies we've seen i think it had its own concepts it uh, its own you know yeah every alien movie that you see there were or zombie movie where it's just like the mad zombies or the mad aliens that are just animalistic yeah it it was in there right but that's what it's gonna be if you're gonna take those type of uh you know enemies right you know um but i just i do think that they put a lot of thought into certain things and in other things it was like okay we're going to kind of stretch on this like even finding the the wreckage right of the ship well so talking about that real quick i liked what they do with the wreckage before you get into your spiel because i like the thought that went into it like it was in the ice global warming warmed up to where they escaped Got that. My favorite part is we don't know why they're there. Like right. even uh, what is his name again? Uh, Edwin, Edwin Hodge's yeah. character. Yeah, he goes. They could have been going somewhere else and just crashed. Well, we yeah, don't know. That's perfectly fine. So all that stuff's good, right? But I mean, as far as being able to find it that quickly, right? I mean, I understand they were they had a pit, they had a general area. They said, okay, we're gonna find it in this by this volcanic glacier or whatever. <laughs> And they were like, okay, we're going to find it. J.K. Simmons even said, you know, it's like finding an ice cube and an ice, a yeah. particular ice cube out here. Right. You know, uh, and, you know, it's like, okay, we found it really quickly. And then they just and, managed to yeah. create a tunnel straight to it. Exactly. I mean, there's got to be like, some ah. suspension of disbelief. I yeah. mean, if they had to go get a whole digging team right. and stuff like that. That would have been a little, yeah, it would a little crazy. crazy. So, But the I like movies like this where they like drop little seeds. But they tie the story itself up into a yeah. nice wrap package. And if you don't that. get a sequel, 
that's perfectly fine. Right. Yeah. I don't think there should be a sequel. Well, if they do do a sequel to this, I like the fact that they gave us seedlings to work with. Like, where did they come from? We saw that these these were not aliens that came here by themselves. They were brought here or potentially brought here or they were prisoners or something. And I could see something becoming of that. Like, and even with the, you know, the people who were sent back in time, uh some of them survived. Right. Obviously. So maybe they know how to, help with the time travel machine you know Re- another guy said it was everything uh, right. put together with shoestring and bubble gum yeah but was, uh, chicken know, wire yeah, yeah chicken wire and bubble gum but you know definitely could work on doing that and having you know something uh in the sequel dealing with that well yeah he so, even said he goes if this wouldn't have happened the way it happened we would still be sending rats back in time we would not yeah. be forcing this because they're like why don't you do this why don't you do that and they're like we can't like yeah because they the way they explained it and i like how they explained it like the science made sense is Mm -hmm. we created time is a river it flows in one direction Mm -hmm. but we created two rafts two points in time they're going to continue to flow down that river together but they are tied Tied together yes however many years apart right so we can only jump back and forth to those two rafts and i was like oh that is that makes sense i mean they made so much more sense when it comes to tri- time travel than most time travel movies do. Like, Endgame had a really hard time trying to explain its time travel time to travel. people. And it's it still was, ramifications they're trying to deal people with. Di- yeah, people didn't get that time travel. I mean, it, I think it makes more sense than the normal time travel. Right, yes. I mean, but there's certain so many theories of what time is. Okay, is it a... F- it, is everything occurring in these, can you come back to a fixed moment? Right. Or is it flowing? Or is it, you know, when that moment's passed, is it gone? Right. You know, or is it, you know, when you go forward in time, that becomes your new past. Mm-hmm. And then you come back to your new present. Right. Like in in game. Right. Or you do the uh, <laughs> back to the future. Hey, hey, I went to the future, changed some shit. Now the past is well, I know, went to the past, past and changed, changed the future, some shit, yeah. and the future's changed now. You know, it's right. weird shit. Well, you'll yeah. never know until we actually figure out said time yeah. travel. So Hopefully but, we don't, because we don't do yeah, well we, with things like that. <laughs> we fuck everything up. Yeah. Yeah. No, we uh, definitely can't be trusted we're, with we that are, shit. We are yeah. children in a toy box with too many toys <laughs> yeah, to play with some days. Exactly. So not quite ready for that nonsense. Yeah. But I definitely liked the ideas they put forward in this movie. Like I said, right. for me, it was a very emotional roller coaster at time. Oh, yeah. It's going to hit me different than some other people. I'm sure it hits you the same way in certain things. Right. But you're a little different than me because your kids are now grown. Right, you right. Know, my, my, my boy's barely two. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You know, stuff like that just, whoo, hits you right in the gut punch. Now, I will say that Yvonne Strahovski, she was the highlight of this for me. Yeah, she did very good oh, in this She movie. was the emotional anchor. Like, Chris Pratt did really, really mm-hmm. good in this movie. But any scene she was in just stole the thunder. Being that he was the star of the movie, mm-hmm. he didn't overshadow everybody that was in the movie. No, he didn't. It was really nice how that wa- how that worked. Right. Because, I mean, even, you know, Edwin Hodge, you had Sam Richardson. The guy, yeah, Richardson. Yeah, Sam yeah. Richardson. In it. Uh, you know, his character was, at times, you know, like I said, he gets a little too, we do it over and over and over again well, with the I, comedy. So I was but, amazing that this movie was PG-13 because he, he had to say shit on that stairwell yeah, at least 40 times. 40 times. Like, <laughs> yeah. it was just, I had the subtitles up and it was literally lines <laughs> and lines <laughs> of text of shit, 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 oh shit, 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 oh shit, 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 And I'm like, God damn. Well, you like, can I get say it. that. I get it. Like You, you can't say the F word, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They said it once, like, yeah. every PG-13 yeah, movie's exactly. allowed it. Exactly. But yeah, it's a... Uh, 
I, th- I overall, man, great cast, great acting. I thought uh, in a good, in good direction. I mean, you know, some of these types of movies are hard to pull off when you're trying to hold everything together and not be too much tied into the science of everything and pay too much attention. I mean, you well, know, you can't go too technical. Yeah, you, you exactly. just can't. You got to give broad strokes. You got to paint. You got to paint a picture not a detailed picture yeah you gotta look at it from like a a couple steps back yeah 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 it's gotta be um what everything isn't christopher nolan yeah no and it it, it doesn't have to be so broad strokes that it it leaves a lot up to the imagination Imagination. yeah oh god can you give me some detail looking for bob ross here yeah bob ross please stand up thank you That's a great analogy because his pictures were not overly detailed, right? But they were detailed enough that it was like, oh, that's very pretty. It's a nice picture. <laughs> it's a happy cloud. Yeah, very, very happy definitely. cloud. We just draw a lot of happy we gotta, clouds. You got to watch that too. What's that? They have a uh, documentary on his on his life too. Do they? I think on Netflix. I'm pretty sure. Well, they got that uh, Val Kilmer one on Amazon. Yeah, Val. That is a good one. Did you watch it? Yeah. Uh, it's good. I'll have to check I mean, out. the the idea that he documented so much of his life, I mean, was amazing. You know, he could go back and show so much of everything that he did from being a kid all the way up, you know? Okay, so this movie was one of the most expensive films ever made. At a budget of $200 million, that's... I've seen more. It's pretty high, So, yeah, I, I, like, that would never have crossed my mind to have been one of the most either. expensive. Yeah. It received mixed reviews from critics, like we talked about, with mm-hmm. praise for the concept, action sequences, and performances, particularly Pratt and Richardson. Why Yvonne is not on there, I'll never know. But criticism aimed towards its derivative execution. See, I thought the execution was like one of the best parts about this movie. I thought it was, too. I thought they did a good job with that. Now I'm curious, what are the most expensive films ever made? Now, is this for... Is this for inflation or is it for... Yeah, can we do with inflation? It's been her. <laughs> okay, so that's that's horse shit. So it's it's like tied for number 44 on the list with like 15 oh, other shit. movies. Or No, I'm kinda, sorry. Way more than that. Like 20 other movies. It's tied for spot 44. craziness is that? Now, then. the most expensive film ever made was in 2011. It was Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides with a budget of $379 million. <laughs> How much did that money, movie make? Not, nowhere near nowhere that. Nowhere near that. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere fucking near that. I'll tell you because now I'm curious. It, well, no, it did pretty much made a billion. Oh, okay. Well, but you got it. Well, I mean, after a budget like that, it needs to make a hell of a lot more than a billion yeah. to break it because you got to think of their um, marketing oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. all the other shit they put into it. Age of Ultron was 365. And that, I mean, that did well theatrically. Yeah. Definitely. Didn't do as well as they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. But then Endgame and Infinity War are three and four. So you got three of three of the top four are Avengers movies. Yeah. But right. Endgame and Infinity War alone each made close to $4 billion together. Right. I mean, so. yeah, I mean, that works out for them. But yeah, getting back to this one, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know uh, how they quantified how much it made as far as streaming goes. I don't think it really, so much about how much it's going to make. I mean, I, I, there's, they're going to be looking at viewership. Yeah. Because people have to subscribe. Yeah, and it's not that you can just subscribe to Amazon Prime Video. You have to subscribe to Amazon Prime. Right. Yeah, which is like sixty to eighty bucks a year or something mm-hmm. like that, right? It's yeah. there, it's more. It's about, yeah, a little bit more. 
No, it's like a hundred something. I mean, it depends. I don't know. I, mean, I, I think it was ninety nine dollars uh, for the. I think I paid ninety nine dollars. Pretty sure. Oh no, I've been an Amazon Prime member since twenty eleven, so I don't yeah, honestly that's remember exactly what I'm saying. It's like, eh. but for being Chris McKay, the director's first live action film, mm-hmm. like solid theatrical film, like his first movie was Lego Batman. Yeah. <laughs> So from going from that, awesome. which is a great movie, mm-hmm. to this, fucking bravo, sir. Yeah, no Bravo. Kidding. And the, no the fact that he's doing a Nightwing movie. Yeah, that'll be awesome. And a Johnny Quest movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm in. 100% yeah. there. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm looking for that Nightwing movie. Be nice, God, man. I cannot wait. If it's, Have you watched Titans yet? I've watched a bit of Titans. I watched the first three seasons. First two. The first two, so first he got his seasons? he got his suit, the Nightwing suit, at the end of yeah. the second season. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get to that point. I like what they did. Like at first, like with all the marketing and stuff they did in that movie or that that show. Yeah, Woods not a fan. It I looked didn't care like if, it was going to be a hot mess. Yeah, but it's actually pretty freaking yeah. solid. And yes. the guy they got to play Nightwing, yeah, freaking awesome. I think he man. does a great job. He was a, uh, you know, and you, he was believable in his transition from Robin to that. You know right. what I mean? Let's see here. The Nightwing movie had been delayed due to DC having other priorities. Yeah, trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, they don't have a clue. But he also reaffirmed his intentions to still make the film. He also Mm -hmm. said the film could possibly be reworked to remove its connection to the DCEU continuity. Kind of like Joker. Yeah. Which that'd be cool. I don't know. I think it'd be cool, but I want to see. I have to see Robins connected with Batman's. Like, but here's the thing. We have not seen a Robin in a Batman movie since fucking 19 whatever, 90 yeah. something with Batman and Robin. You, Chris, can, Chris O'Donnell cannot be my only <laughs> fucking Robin slash Nightwing. It wasn't <laughs> even Nightwing. One. It was a combination of Robin and Nightwing. They still called him Robin, but he had his fucking Nightwing emblem. Yeah. You cannot do that ass. to me. I need a solid yeah. version of fucking Robin. Those were horrible. Those were just horrible. We'll just go with that. And, you know, I think. If you put Nightwing out there as a, you know, as in the Joker vein, can can we possibly start looking at it as okay? Bring that Joker, that Nightwing, and Pattinson's Batman into one world. Into one world. I mean, anything's possible with the Flash coming out. I mean, Lord yeah. knows what the fuck they're doing with that. Yeah, because I mean that would that would fit, you know. The pattern right. of that of those those three would go together, right? You know, so I don't know. See what I just happens. I am so desperate. Like we've had Batman movie after Batman movie, right? Mm-hmm. That focuses solely on Batman. Great, yeah. I love them all. They're all fantastic. I love Ben Affleck. I love Christian Bell. I'm sure I'm going to love Pattinson. Keaton is still my favorite. Yeah, of course. But God damn it, give me a fucking Robin. Like Batman has always had Robin. Mm-hmm. Give me fucking Robin and work it to where it's not campy. It's not cheap. Like those two have a very colorful history together of either, you know, perceived child manipulation or child endangerment. Like there are so many themes and stuff that could work in this nitty gritty Batman world that they're just grossing, glossing over. Right. And you have to do it. And that's why I think it would fit more into the Pattinson era than anywhere else because that's going to be a nitty gritty, a real gritty, it, a real it, horrible, you know, 
kind of a horrifying movie. Well, technically, we have a Robin in the Batman v Superman world, but he's dead. Yeah, and dead. that could have worked with Ben Affleck's Robin. Like, I like the suit and everything. Right. I need to see a Robin at some point. Yeah. Could be. And I like the fact that Robin's suit is colorful compared to Batman's because he is fast. He's nimble. He's small. Right. He is the like, hey look at me here i am and here comes batman like i'm about to fuck you up from behind you're not paying attention but i think you know like i said with the pattinson you could fit that the themes of child manipulation and all that stuff into that universe a little bit as long as they don't go as dark as uh what was it all-star batman yeah god do not do that that there's a line that was crazy and that 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 crossed the line yeah that was So, you know, going back to Tomorrow War, while I want Chris McKay to do a Nightwing movie, take your time. I'll enjoy it, I'm sure, when you make it. Mm-hmm. Really hoping he knocks it out of the park with a sequel to this one. Because I, I could see this being a solid duology, maybe even a trilogy. Does not need to be a whole franchise within itself. Yeah. But I, with the seeds they planted in this first one, I would be interested in see where they take a sequel. As long as it's not like Independence Day Resurgence. I think that's one of the things that I would say they're in very big danger of, and that's why I would say leave it alone. Well, as long as they don't wait 30 years, we're yeah. good to go. Yeah. But I, I still, I'm like, okay, this was good where it was at. Well, it was more like 20 years, but whatever. Way longer than it needed to be for, speaking oh, yeah. of that, you saw that Moonstruck trailer, I yeah. said you, right? Roland that's Emmerich's next crazy. flick. God damn, nobody can do it disaster movie like that man the moon is coming to earth now (laughs) halle berry yeah i'll watch it oh heck yeah we'll watch it that's i think it'll be entertaining just demolition disaster shit right (laughs) it'll be great i'll tell you what seeing jk simmons as yoked as he is in this movie i need to get back in the gym god damn that was yeah you do no really jelly (laughs) i'm straight up jelly (laughs) me and my jelly rolls are jelly (laughs) that's funny (laughs) All right, I guess this is a point where we give it a score. Yeah. You be my guest, my friend. I mean, definitely for what it was, I'm going to give it an eight, eight, 8.6 because, you know, like I said, it could have been on the big screen, but it was excellent for a streaming movie. Look, I'm going to be candid for a minute. Anytime a movie can make me emotional, any sort mm-hmm. of emotional, to me that is a really good movie. It impresses me. Okay. And that's one that's going to stick with me. So, I, for me, it's a solid nine. Like, it's, cool. it's something I could watch again. Like, I, honestly, I when you said you were coming over, what are we doing? And we were saying, you, you, you gave me the Tomorrow Wars, what we were doing. I was like, yeah. shit. All right, I got to start watching it now. And I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> I should go get my wife and we should watch this together. And I wish I would have, but she was taking a nap. Yeah. So, now I really just like, when we're done for today, I'm probably going to go grab her while I put these watch together again, and yeah. have her have her watch it with me. Yeah, it's a good movie. Because it is definitely worth watching. And I want to see if she has like the same emotional reactions that I had. Mm-hmm. Probably not because it's more about a dad with his kids. But, you know, being a mom, I'm sure she's going to have some similar emotional reactions. Yeah. So, solid, solid flick. Was a, was a very solid flick. So, anything else, bub? Um, just to piggyback that comment. Yes. I think... Uh, Amazon is doing really well with their movie making and their streaming content, their original streaming content. Mm-hmm. It's top notch, man. They knew what kind of challenge they were going up to. You yeah. know, Netflix holds the gold standard. Yeah, they do. So Amazon really, they don't put out as much. 
No. But what they do put out is constant quality. Yeah. And they have put out movies I mean, that have won awards. Yes. And then their series, like The Boys, you're not topping oh, The man. Boys. Boys, Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. I mean, this, <laughs> these are, are board, I mean, you know, not Boardwalk, but uh, uh, what was it, gay? Hmm. Mm, what? Starts with a B. Help me I here. I say Bronski, not Bronski, but uh, Brian Cranston. What are you talking about? No, it's a it's a show's name. I forget what it is. But anyway, on it, Amazon. Yeah, it's a. Uh, oh man, who's in it? Couldn't tell you the name of the guy that's in it, <laughs> but I know it's won a lot of awards. Okay, let me. Uh, is it a series? Is it a movie? Yeah, it's a series. It's a series. Okay. Go ahead. I'll look it up. Go ahead and start uh, figuring some shit. They don't have the list of shows on here. Well, we'll have to find it. Bring it up next time. Because yeah. I know it's going to eat at you until you figure it out. You're already yeah, over there searching, well, aren't you? Yes, I All am. right, I'll give you a minute. I can, it's crazy. I can run my mouth. This is what I do for fun. Hey, this is go. just talk and talk away. But I got nothing. that's great (laughs) that's awesome you know what i uh i really love yvonne and like watching her and this makes me want to go back and watch it what's that chuck you ever watch oh yeah i fucking love that that is like one like that came out when i was finishing up high school like in high like i started watching it when i was finishing up high school right and i fucking loved Love, love, love that show. Like, I never actually got to finish it. I think I was on the last season. It was just missing a couple episodes. But she fucking killed it. I'm amazed she's not bigger than she is in the in the film industry. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty uh, surprised about that, too. Because, I mean, she, she did knock it out of the park in this one. Now, it's really cool. And I thought, I didn't realize that they were brothers. I, I, I knew they were brothers, but I thought it was the same person. I thought Edwin Hodge was Aldous Hodge. Oh, uh, yeah. And you told yeah. me, I was like, is that Aldous? And you're like, no, that's Edwin. I was like, there's two of them? Yeah. And Edwin's the older. He's 36, and Aldous is 34. Right. Now, Aldous Hodge is going to be playing Hawkman yeah. in the Black Adam movie. That's going to be And have awesome. you seen his Instagram photos of him getting yoked for that movie? Oh, man. Dude's ar- dude was already swollen. No, but he's like, oh, I have to go be in a movie with The Rock? The Rock? Yeah. I gotta Here we go. Big, big, bigger. Yeah. Good God. Bosh. 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 Yeah. Okay. I know what Bosh is. Yeah. Yeah. Good show. Yeah. Yeah, no, Amazon really does kill it with their um their films and their series and everything they put out. Like I like how they try to test waters. Yeah. And put out a pilot. Right. And then Sneaky Pete. Really like Sneaky that show. Pete. Have you ever seen The Expanse? No, I haven't ever watched that. Dude, you gotta watch it. There was a show it- they did not that long ago, and it had um What's his name? He was in Saving Silverman. Uh, God damn it. He's been in so many movies. Uh, he was in... Um, uh, fuck, why is Saving Silverman the only movie? Daddy Daycare. Uh, he's the redhead guy. What is his name? Help me. Help me. The redhead guy. I'll just go to... Uh, I can look it up. There was a show that he did on Amazon Prime. and It only got one season for some reason, but it was... A really, really good show. And I remember watching when they were doing, like, putting all their pilots and stuff out there. Yeah. Steve's on. Oh, yeah. He did a show on Amazon Prime. Let me get down to it real quick. 
and it was uh it was a really good show it was quite a few years ago it was um mad dogs never saw it to go back and watch that show and it only has yeah. one season for some reason it's only 10 episodes okay and see amazon opted not to renew the series for even though they ended like with like a little bit of a cliffhanger where they could have done the second season mm-hmm. it was a really good show at the time when amazon was really breaking into series okay and i wish they would have like continued with that because i feel right. like it could have been a really but steve's on fucking killed it in that show that's oh, a guy cool. that's underrated too if you ask me yeah. So. All right, Bubba. Anything else? No, man. You sure? We're good to go. Sweet. All right. I guess next time we'll be back with Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I love the way they Shang-Chi. Shang. Sean? Shang. Shang. Shang-Chi. Shang. Shang. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next time with Shang-Chi. Until then. All right. I've been Kendrick. And I've been Mark. And this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening. <laughs>